Welcome to No Crying in Baseball. I'm Patty, and here's my friend Potty Mouth. That would be me. So we watch baseball together a lot, and we wanted to share that with you because, you know, it's not good enough, just the two of us. Why do we do this? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think because all of the stuff that we listen to doesn't sound like us, and I think that there are other people out there like us that would rather hear us than them. And Maybe that's sort of a general demographic thing, but I'm just throwing that out there. So demographics, okay, so something about us, we're both parents of teenagers. So, you know, we have, we're tried and true for many, many, um, oh gosh, what do I want to say? Traumas, disappointments, successes, cheering, exactly. we've done it all. Like there's we've no done crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. And we both grew up in towns where there could have been a lot of crying in there baseball. There was a lot of crying. There, there was, there was a was. lot of crying. There's I, a lot of we'll get them next year. I think we have to fess up at this point what towns there are. I wait, wait, everybody, up, take what, a moment. Take a moment. And think. What do you, what and, do you and think about our how, about how old we might be and, and what parents was happening. Parents of teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Parents older teenagers. parents of teenagers. Exactly. Yeah. So what was happening to, team, to teens when we were of teenager age or you know really since birth exactly, till like exactly. past 10 years or so actually right, right, right. Cleveland I'm gonna fess up I'm a Cleveland Indians fan born and bred and oh my god my whole childhood was trying not to cry about baseball and we'll get them next year third generation Boston Red Sox fan I remember being in the bleachers and uh, catching a foul ball hit by Wade Boggs but we didn't I did make not it. know yeah, that I that did. is exceedingly <laughs> yeah. cool well, okay okay here's Where, the, where's the ball where's the ball now it's, it's upstairs Oh and, and actually, here's the best part. It fell at my feet, and I was not paying attention. So my daughter takes after me in some ways. It was a slow game. Missing I wasn't the ball, paying you attention. mean that part? I was looking at the program, and all of a sudden, they're screaming, and my cousin on one side, my dad on the other, go scrambling at my feet. And I'm like, what happened? And I reached <laughs> down, and there's the ball. And it was Wade Boggs. And we didn't get the, the autograph afterwards, so I don't think it's really we'll just like have it, to believe you, you have to and, take and there's no youtube it. clip there's no like cut for <laughs> you know thing there's to nothing. document it but i believe you i believe you wouldn't lie about a thing like that so other thing is we do go to baseball games together yeah and there's this thing that happens where well, no matter where we're sitting <laughs> no matter where we're sitting we get totally into the game and language happens my language tends to be the oh poop level right. of language and what happens to potty mouth exactly so that's how i got my name and uh we're just gonna lovingly refer to me that way throughout this podcast but there's always the toddler next to me or right behind me that's worse because then I don't see them and I let off a stream of you know whatever's happening and outside words we'll call them outside, outside words, words. Right. yeah and depending on which game we're at so this is the fun thing is that if it's American League we are not friends but if it's National League we're the best buddies so we're swearing well not swearing together I'm swearing and you're pooping <laughs> so does excuse me not in public <laughs> That does not happen. Okay, so right. when it's an American League game, I will say we are the model of civil society because we oh, love each other dearly. Right. We yell at the game, not each other. Right. Yeah, so that's who we are. That's what we do. Our next section of our podcast is going to be our week in review, which will be a regular feature because there's something always happening. And especially this week was an eventful week for the baseball in your house. Oh, right? it was. It was. So you know how referred to as occasions and years as dumpster fires? What I had was a dryer fire. And it applies here because when I opened my dryer that went up in flames and got six fire trucks to my house, what was in my dryer? All of my red Washington Nationals t-shirts. And 
I swear I didn't mean for it to be a metaphor for the playoffs. That but there so it is. Sad. I lost them all. They all well, went up in flames. Okay, now how close was that to the day that it was announced that Dusty Baker wasn't coming back next Oh, year? man. Oh, it could have been. So it could have been like a revolt. That would be scary know? because we were both pretty upset about we, that news. Absolutely dismayed. Yeah, I yeah. just don't understand how owners do this. Well, He's it's done I so well. I don't know if it's owners in general or just nationals owners because like every two years, whether well, you need it or not, I here's think, a new one. What I don't get, I mean, well, the Red Sox just did it with John yeah. Farrell. And what I don't get is that for two years in a row, the Red Sox make the top of the AL East for the first time. And he gets fired. And then the same thing with Dusty Baker, right? For two years in a row, they make the playoffs, but it's not enough in the playoffs. So where's the barometer? And is it the two years? Is it like that magic number that you fuck up some level of something? I think two it's years? two years. I think I think they gave you two years, but also I but, don't know that it was Dusty's fault. I don't right. know that it was Farrell's fault, right. but I mean, it's like the, the hitters weren't hitting. Scherzer wasn't doing what they expect Scherzer to do, and they lost one game. And they're out. And so now Dusty's out. And it ticks me off. And I wish the Red Sox would have picked up Dusty. Well, so I, well, uh, I feel a little mixed about that right now. But with Farrell, he also, like, came into the job and boom, won a World Series. Like, that's impressive. It's a high bar. You set the bar high. How do you match that, right? But, and he's done pretty well since then. So, so my first feeling was, yeah, I'm bummed about Farrell just because you, it's kind of like I still have that warm, gushy feeling about Francona. You know, he's just, oh, he's just special. And yeah, so and that's we'll one keep of the reasons. Things. We being Indians I in this part of the say, conversation as opposed to nationals. Yes, please. One of the things love I Santito. really yep. love about the Indians and why once the Red Sox aren't in the picture, <laughs> we can I be will, part of the same same side of it. Yeah. for you, yes. but not when you guys fucking sweep us. That's not polite. Uh, yeah, well, this baseball is not about polite. That's true. That it's is about, true. It's about taking turns. Oh, that's but, it, really. The, the, so there were for Farrell, though, I, when you first said Dusty Baker, I was like, oh, that's that would be beautiful. But Alex Cora is a really nice pick. I'm so excited about this because he has the roots. He was there for one of the World Series. And he's Puerto Rican and bilingual. And it's a real... I love how the Red Sox are starting to make up for their shit history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, at least do things right now. You know, if you fucked up in the past, you fucked up in the past. And move on but, yeah. and do it right from here but, on out. Right, right. Yeah. Acknowledge it, though. Fess yeah. up to yeah. that shit. And I am tired of people who get defensive about, oh, you know, you've got to frame it within that time. No, bullshit. We're the last team to integrate. We've got to say that sucks. I don't like that about our team. We did and that. We need move to do. on. Here's right. how we're going to fix it. So... Dusty's out, and the Nationals are looking for somebody. So the Red Sox are squared away. They've got somebody that we think is going to be good. Right. The potty mouth thinks going to be good. I, I don't. I have no opinion. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. But so the Nats are looking for somebody. But you know what? Now that the World Series is starting, they can't do anything about it in public because you can't steal the thunder from the World Series. Oh. So they so can we just made it. So you just made it. You just made it under the wire. So there are a bunch of people the Nationals are looking at huh. this week. But they can't say anything about it. They're looking at um, Dave Martinez, who's the, the Cubs bench coach, who I'm thinking, you know, if he spent too much hmm. time with Madden, I don't want, because there's a whole anger management thing there that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah, that came out. That came out big time. And and the Mets hitting coach, Kevin Long, is somebody else we're looking at. Neither of these guys have any, you know, top-level manager experience, which might be okay, if, but if they don't. You know, Dusty, but, who had all of it, didn't work for them, so we'll see. But And the Mets hitting coach did, in fact, get um, get Daniel Murphy to be 
Daniel hits Murphy. So I got to love that. But they still can't do anything about it until after this week is over, until the World Series is over. Well, interesting, though, Corey can't do anything about his new position until the series is over because he's coaching on the Astros. Yeah. So yay. So <laughs> he's got a job this week. Yeah. He doesn't have to move yeah. on. So when we get to the upcoming news, we'll yeah. talk more about that. Yes. So, okay. So we got a lot of pitchers this week. It's all about the pitchers this past week. Verlander? Complete ace. Thank you, yeah. Tigers, for yes. making that move, well, allowing that move to happen, because, oh, my God. Well, you know, so then you always wonder about how those moves happen and what comes behind it, because he was starting to suck on the Tigers. And he I was, was starting floored, to suck on the and Tigers. And he was so, you know, you couldn't touch him. He was, it was, you know, a given that he was going to get the game if you put him in. And then all of a sudden, he's falling apart. And then he shows up in in Houston, and he's on fire again. So what... What's location, that? location, right. location. I think it's the right place. It's the right team. All of a sudden, he's like, yeah. okay, you know, that or he was scared. He was like, okay, let me show you what I got. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did absolutely. And I hope he keeps doing it. Yeah. But oh. What if, oh my god. But Sabathia. <laughs> oh my god. So, we have history with Sabathia. All of us do. I'm just amazed <laughs> that the man is moving. He gets on the mound looking like shit. He's exhausted. His face is drooping. He like he looks like he can't lift his arm, and then he throws the ball and he paints the corners. He needs a nap. He needs he's going to have a heart attack or something. And yet exactly. he just kept on winning until he until, didn't win anymore. Yes. And there 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 was some joy in Mudville when there that was. happens. I I got to say there, there, there was, was cheering on our part. But yeah, but he is definitely like the, like the Keith Richards of the of the pitching <laughs> staff because Absolutely. how is he still alive but, and doing okay. as well as he did? But yeah, but so yeah, it's all about the pitchers. I think. I think that's true. Well, and especially as we're coming up to this World Series, we're looking at some serious pitching, definitely. I mean, if looking at Cubs-Dodgers, that's what did it with that series, really. The Cubs pitchers were just not hanging together. And, and the Dodgers uh, have pitches all the way through. They, and, they have starters and they have they exactly. have finishers, they have closers. And Madden's decisions about putting in his pitchers was just bizarre. So like that last game, let's put in Lackey who sucked in his last start, and let's put him in in a totally uncomfortable time of the game for him. Let's shake that, things up right. and expect something different to happen. Right. Yeah. So, And, you know, the Red Sox saw their bit with Lackey. He fell apart with us. I wasn't surprised, but it was just Definition a really sad way to go down, to go down in flames, because a lot of people had a lot of hopes with that team. And you got to feel for the Cubs fans. I mean, they had it last I year. I don't have to. As Indians right. fans, I do right. not have to feel for the Cubs fans. They had their freaking turn. That's true. Well, so. okay. If it, I'm, I'm happy to see the Dodgers. I am happy to see the Dodgers. I think it'll be an interesting series, especially because of the pitching. So should we move along because of that? Like, I Well, I don't know. I just want to say one more thing about this past okay, week. Cool. Actually, about last night. And last night is Ray night. Did you see this? That, that Ray Knight was thrown in jail for what? assault and battery? What? So I'm sure he, Ray Knight is I near and dear to your heart for a whole a World Series win that, you know, we may or may not talk about um, Buckner. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, apparently after watching the game, after watching the, the Game 7, a bunch of people came over to hang out at Ray Knight's house, and he knew some of them and didn't know some of them. And apparently hijinks ensued including fist fights and uh, when the police Seriously. came they threw Ray Knight and um, anybody who's local to DC knows Ray Knight currently because he does the pregame and postgame shows for the Nationals and doesn't look like somebody who would pick a fight I gotta say um, he doesn't how know somebody, old he, is he, he? older than dirt I mean he <laughs> not, was it, what, 1986 was that when he yeah, scored that was yeah. that World Series thank you yeah and uh, so he's not a young man but apparently was young enough to throw some punches that got him landed in jail so that's a gift to you as that a Red Sox I fan. had Zero, zero knowledge of that. I will be Googling that after after the show. <laughs>
boyfriends. We always talk about boyfriends. These are baseball boyfriends. They're a different kind of boyfriend than the regularly scheduled boyfriend. Well, especially because you can have more than one. Depending you can have on at least one per team. Exactly. Exactly. Can you have more than one per team? If you have a pitcher as your boyfriend and he's not playing, you uh, get a substitute for see, that game. I because just, you have a boyfriend for the game. Like there's right. a dude that you're following because Is it for the he's your the special the dude. Team? I, so I think you have one for the team, but mm-hmm. if you're wa- if you choose a pitcher, and this happened to me because I from the Cubs had John Lester because of his roots and mm-hmm. Red Sox and adore him and and we watched Nationals Cubs game and he was not pitching. So I had to choose a boyfriend of the day. And that, you know, worked out just fine. I mean, Javier Baez, what are you going to do? He's but, my Cubs boyfriend. You can't have him. All right. There so, are rules. There are rules. There are, so that's one of the rules. Is you can't have the same boyfriend as the person that you're hanging out with. That's it's just for wrong. sure true. Okay. And we should maybe define the whole boyfriend thing because, okay. you know, it's not you like we're, we're not groupies. We're not going to like, you know, hang out outside the, you know, the, the locker room right. door or anything. These are guys that we like to watch play baseball because they're having a good time playing baseball and they're good so at their job. It's not necessarily the guy with the cutest ass. It could be. It could be. Sometimes it's the best smile, but not right. necessarily. Not necessarily. It could just be that dude that you want to go have a beer with after the game. And I think boyfriend's a good term because, you know, uh, women of a certain age, maybe like, I could possibly be old enough to be the parent of some of these <laughs> guys that I can be boyfriends, and that's just creepy. Right. So I can't, and then I or it could be like I don't want to talk about that. So just baseball boyfriend is out there. It's right. an observational. It's somebody you want to hang with. Somebody that may be a good role model for my kid. Maybe more than I want to have a beer with, I guess. But somebody who really likes playing baseball. Right. And it allows for a little differentiation when we're rooting for the same team because we pick different guys to focus on. So we both still have our thing to like within this camaraderie of actually both rooting for the Nationals. Although, you know, I don't know if I picked a new boyfriend this year because Ramos went. Yeah, I missed I missed Buffalo. But you know and what? We got we got all spring training to work out like next year's boyfriends if right. we need to switch them. But we should think about World Series exactly. boyfriends. So all we have left at this point is the World Series. And actually, I was just saying this to you today right before the show that today is the most bittersweet moment of the year as a baseball fan because... <sighs> It is the day before the World Series begins, so it's the, it's huge climax. You're excited for the World Series, even though we don't have dogs in the race. We've got feelings about it, and there are two amazing teams, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then, boom, it's going to be fucking over. It's the beginning of the end, exactly. Because then we got nothing for months. We got hockey, but hockey isn't the same as baseball, right? right. We got a Super Bowl, but eh, Justin Timberlake. I don't care about that. It's so it's yeah, it's 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 months until pitchers and catchers report, and, and that's it's too long. Cold and it's dark and there's no baseball and you want to be watching some baseball on TV on a cold night no there's nothing nothing else is every night boyfriends but But boyfriends but World Series boyfriends who you got I got Altuve because I you know I am of a small stature I if if I stand up really really straight I might be able to be 5'1 for my driver's license and is that this, what it says? Five one. It does say five one. It does. It does. <laughs> but they ask you. <laughs> you know, right, they don't right. actually they measure you on it. They but Altuve is at least five six in spikes, right? Exactly. So it's the same concept. So right, when okay. he went in for his driver's license, and he, he stands tall said, as a baseball player, he totally stands tall. He probably said five yeah. six, and so it made it to the license, and then it made it to the roster. But the man is just power packed. He's just short people power impersonated. 
and he just goes out there and he's doing awesome and the 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 um series against the Yankees was poetic it was Davy and Goliath it was you know a little Altuve standing next it's to like Aaron Judge Aaron who's like six Judge. times his height yeah it is a foot and one inch if you're talking about official measurements what, same as six times right. I'm good at math I'm great so, at this stuff but yeah. my favorite moment of the last game of the series was when Altuve got his home run and he was running off the field and he was doing one of these elbow bumps with like the dudes he was passing and he had to like jump and they're just standing there. <laughs> and then he goes down into the dugout and before he gets down, he's on the top stairs and everybody's high-fiving him there. Because they could all reach him there. <laughs> right, they could... <laughs> right. And then he goes down and the camera's on the, the dugout, but he's gone. It's he's just, just like He's, he's disappeared below everybody else's shoulders. Everybody but he's else. having a great time. He's a it great is. player and he's having a really good time. Yeah. And, and, he's, you know, and he's adorable. And he's adorable. And adorable counts. It really does. So I, I got to say that for uh, my new Astros boyfriend that came out of this last Ugh. series is George Springer because I defense do not is you. sexy. I got to say, I love the great catches. That catch was amazing. Well, he's had two. He's had two. He had like the, the one that game six one that sort of like saved Verlander's right, right. game. And then he had the one like right over Gonzalez's head, which was totally his yes. catch because he's yes. a center fielder. It was his to catch. And he still came down with it. I, you know, what? if this was a movie, they would have bonked heads and both fallen over backwards. And the best part was after they had this collision, they're both laughing about yes. it, right? Like, okay, we made the play. It's fun. It's over. That's a baseball well, boyfriend right there. I think it's that they look enough alike that they didn't know who was who. <laughs> they had the same So the eye got it could have been either way. of them. Right. No, it's true. And he sort of has like the, the, the Bryce Harper Jr. hair flip going on. Although, you know, he's older than Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper's been doing the hair flip for longer. So he gets credit for it. Yeah. And, you know, I was starting to think, oh, no, you're just a wannabe. But thinking, no, that's okay. That's okay. You're dancing your own no. steps. And I like that. I, mean, I don't have one. a Dodgers boyfriend yet. Do you have oh, a Dodgers boyfriend? Oh, you know, I didn't think about that. I think I... what's going to emerge for me as I watch the game. Like, my kid has Cody Bellinger, ma- yeah. starting from the home run derby. I remember that from last year. Yeah. So, it started with the home run derby, and she thinks he's great. And... Awesome. That's fantastic. And so that means I can't really pick well, one. It's like you and I can't have the same one. I can't have the same one as my kid. So I think something's going to emerge while I watch the series, but I yeah. don't know. And the tough thing about Dodgers is it's the pitching, you know? So if you pick a pitcher, you've got to have some yeah. backup. Yeah. And you know what? I, I still disagree about the whole picking a pitcher thing, because if I had yes. a Nationals pitcher boyfriend, it would be Scherzer, and I'm a little bit afraid of him. So I think I should, I'm just ruling pitchers out. So I'm not... So we don't get to pick well, pitchers? I don't get to pick pitchers. I, I, I'm not going like to decide a, for you. No, yeah, no, good I friends had to, don't I had... rule out potential boyfriends for good right. friends. That's okay. You, you can pick whoever you want. I'm but... trying to think, besides Lester, if there's been any pitcher... That you know, sometimes boyfriends just emerge. Yeah. I gotta say. So, you know, I'm holding out the, the Dodgers thing until I watch a game or two, and then someone's gonna show up. Like last year, um, Baya showed up for me, you know, as the Cubs, and <laughs> I'm keeping him, and you can't have him, but you know. He wasn't hard to miss. I well, mean, especially you know, after that sports illustration. Just saying. I'm not going there. Just that was, yeah, okay. All right. Enough about boyfriends. Okay. So, you know, grooming, facial hair, so key, so key to baseball. Right. You know, you had your Red Sox team where everybody had their playoff beards. A lot of people had playoff beards. You got the Yankees with their whole work, one fraternity with no Ooh, facial hair. Like, so, they all look like military men. They do, they, except for the, the ones that look like cops. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's that. But facial hair, who you got? I think that Lance McCullers Jr. was pretty yes. impressive. So he comes in in this very tense situation as a relief pitcher and, you know, this key game in the playoffs, and he's looking so well-groomed. And just to, to look that put together in that tense of a situation is really impressive because, as you said, like, I'm used to facial hair. The Red Sox beard machine that year, 2013, Adam and I both wore beards and dressed up as our Halloween costumes and it was perfect timing. 
So you know the power of the facial hair, and I think that could be responsible for the Yankees' demise also. It could have been. It could have been because, you know, it was it was just too prescribed. You have yeah. to do this. You couldn't be yourself. Whereas as McCullers, I mean, he not only had, like, the, the groomed face, but he had the good hair. Yeah. He had, like, you know, he paid attention to his hair. And the accessories. The accessories. The accessories. So his sparkly necklace... Was price? It was just beautiful. It was beautiful because it was made out of black diamonds, and that I totally didn't know until. Yep, yep. See, the whole time we were watching this game together, and we watched him, I thought a drag queen should be wearing that necklace (laughs) because it's just long enough, it's just sparkly enough, it's just enough. And then we find out, oh my God, it's actually black diamonds, which is amazing. And and there was some other necklace that he had that he kept adjusting and putting under his shirt, but every time he did that, he sort of. Flip the sparkles around, and it sort of caused that blinded the, the batters at all. Maybe it, you could maybe, catch caught the light or something. Maybe. I think it, it's the energy thing. It's like energy crystals. You know, it has that kind of power. That's what I was thinking. So you know, like so, so players like a few years ago used to have was like liquid titanium. There's yes. something going through those like rope necklaces. But he doesn't need that. He's got the sparkle. No. And so when my dryer was on fire, I totally oh, missed game four. Right, and I find out later the necklace broke. There was like an Aaron Judge call being reviewed on the field and McCullough's necklace broke and he was on his knees picking up black diamonds from the the pitcher's mound. The bat boy came out to help. The umpires came out to help. They had a little cup. They were sifting the dirt, looking for the black diamonds. And I got to say, once his necklace was broken, that's when Aaron Judge hit a home run off of him. That's the only way he can do it. So accessories are clearly important. So, okay, so we have good... Facial hair, good accessorizing, and then we have Keiko's beard. What the heck is up with Keiko's beard? The thing is, it's not even symmetrical. It's got this weird sort of angle thing, or, or like somebody was wearing one, of, using one of those zigzag scissors when they cut it straight across, <laughs> that kind of thing. See, so, when I first saw it, I was thinking, I, I was thinking Mike Mulligan and the the, the steam engine, this old picture book, yeah. and then but then you pointed out the whole asymmetrical thing. I think maybe it's a snowplow. That I think that's the, right? that's the metaphor. Right, and it what totally does he works. have in there? It's not just like the thing in the front. It's a kind of a right. It's, it's, it's got some volume. In there. Like Napoli has that kind of thing going. Right, like, there's right. There's something oh, behind I miss there. I know I do too. Yeah. Well, I miss him before you miss him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him Indians. You miss him Red yes. Sox. It's fine. But as he, maybe it's good luck. Maybe it's 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 hitting his hitting his spots. But he's got something hidden so. in that beard. So my question is, game one, it's going to be record heat. In Los Angeles, it's supposed to be like a hundred, like a hundred degrees. degrees. He is he is the starting pitcher for Game One, and he's got more beard than God or so, Gandalf. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I is, didn't think about that. Is factor. he keeping the beard? I he's got he's got to keep he's the beard, got, right? You, so if you're going okay at this point, you don't change shit. You don't mess. You, you, don't, you don't mess around with everything. It. Exactly. You don't wash your hat. Do you remember with with Porcello and the Red Sox last year? He was on this win streak and he did not change his hat or wash it. And with every game, there were like more gross stains around his hat from sweat. But you don't change it because you don't mess with the streak. Yeah, you totally don't mess with the streak. So as parents of girls. And as former girls ourselves, mm-hmm. we want to spend a little time talking about women's sports in general. You, do you think that we really need more time on women's sports? Don't you think that there's enough coverage of women's sports these days that we don't have to really dedicate yeah, a, yeah. a section of our Yeah, I almost podcast? had me convinced, but no. <laughs> no, as it turns out, no. But I want to talk about one thing because it's such a good model for how to pull women's sports into the mainstream, and that's women's hockey. Yes. Um, you probably don't know that there is a National Women's Hockey League. It has all of four teams. It's got Newark. It's got 
It's got a Connecticut team. It's got Boston. It's hey, got Buffalo. Boston. Yay, Boston. Boston has two women's teams because wow. there's a Canadian league that Boston, for some reason, is part of. But that's it. There's like four teams. And they play their, their games in the practice rinks or college rinks. And they're tiny. And most cities don't even know they exist. And we've driven up to Newark a couple of times to see the, the New York Riveters who play in the practice rink yeah. for the New Jersey Devils. And... You can buy like season tickets for a hundred bucks, and the hockey is really good. These are women who are Olympians. They were stars on their college teams. They're Olympians. They are freaking great hockey players. No one knows they exist. So let me tell you what the New Jersey Devils are doing. Okay, the New Jersey Devils—they're doing a good deed. They are doing a good deed. They are using their powers for good. They're using their the money for be good. Doing that. It's a deal with the devil. Right. Is actually exactly. what it is. There you go. So the New Jersey Devils, who have their practice rink used by the New York Riveters have made this deal where they're going to support this women's team to help them get exposure, to help them get infrastructure. The on the 28th, October 28th, they're doing a double header. The women are playing in the Prudential Center in That's the real rink, gorgeous. the giant rink with the jumbotron and the the nosebleed seats and all this cool stuff and they're and the the Devils are giving their season ticket holders free tickets to go see the women play because they don't know the women's team exists and they're going to see that and then maybe they'll buy some tickets. It's an amazing and model. You can buy you know if you're not a season you can buy a ticket for both and you can go and then you you go, you get great seats for the women's game you get nosebleed seats for the Devils game that's great the Devils are getting them all new equipment they have new jerseys. Of course, now they're going to be the Metropolitan Riveters as opposed to the New York Riveters. But you that's know, okay. I think that's a huge improvement. It, yeah, you do. <laughs> and it's all great because these are benefits. It's probably not costing the Devils very much money at all. And it's going to be immensely huge for the Riveters. And I hope it's a model for the other couple of teams. And I hope a team comes to Washington. And just think about all the girls who are going to be psyched about this. Like just to give them some place to go, something to root for, something to dream about being someday. That's a huge impact. And let me tell you, when I took my teenager up to see a Riveters game, the whole team, both teams, stay after afterwards. And like the home team is all lined up at a table so anybody can go talk to them. I saw the goalie for the Riveters give her stick to like an eight-year-old girl who said she was a a goalie on her her little kid hockey team. You're not going to get that, you know, in the the, the NHL. So they're really trying to build these relationships. And it's, it's very cool. And I'm very, very proud of the Devils for taking the step. And I would love to see more teams and more leagues do this kind of thing to pull up women's sports and put it in the forefront. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think we need to see the more of that. And, and it just kind of goes to show how we have these big issues in sports, sort of this meta way of, of looking at the dynamics that we're dealing with. But it relates to the, it's an escape. But at the same time, there's real world connections that you have to bring in. And, um, and other ones that we've been talking about a lot lately are current crises, really, that affect are sports players. Hurricanes, and, floods, exactly. natural disasters, all sorts of things. And and there have been too many in too few days recently to, to deal with. But we're talking Puerto Rico, of course. We're talking Houston. We're talking Florida. All these places have sports players that are still playing, that are going to have half of their heart and soul in where their family is and what's going on and their safety. And then they're still playing. So there's a lot to balance right there. 
And, you know, both the Dodgers and the Astros, they have to keep playing right now. They can't go home. They're, they're, they've got a mission. But at the same time, especially the Puerto Rican players on both teams, have got to be thinking about their families, about what's going on. Oh, and there are so many players that this affects. And we were talking about Alex Cora before, the, the, one of the bench coaches of the, the Astros. And he's in the same situation. I know it was the, the owner of the Astros used his private plane to get the families of national league, actually a major yeah, league that's right. team you know, players that are Puerto Rican have family there to bring them all to the mainland to yeah. get them get them out. And it just and it doesn't matter what team they were on. They were from Puerto Rico. They had family there. They had a need, and it was solved. And exactly. then you wonder, okay, so are they? Are they playing? Are, is it? Are they making more of an effort because they have to win this for home? Right. Because home needs something to hang on to, or are they, you know, so worried that they can't right. play the way they want to play? I'm hoping it's the it's the former. Well, and that ties directly in to the World Series and what's coming and the Astros. So and the Astros. So yep. everybody's saying. I mean, I don't, I, what I've heard is that the Dodgers are the favorites. They've got the pitching. They've got the home field advantage, but the Astros have the intensity of their people. And I know it worked for Boston in 2013 with the bombing, and it was hugely poetic for the city and so intense and meaningful, and I'll never forget that parade afterwards. It was just... Oh, sure, you got a parade. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I know I want a parade in D.C. I want a parade. so badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so that's true. So, like, people's hearts are with right. Houston. So, like, you know, I'm looking at, at the series, and I'm saying, you know, right. Dodgers and six because math doesn't lie. You know, I'm that person, but, but I get why Houston should win, why they're... The hearts are with the emotions are with Houston, but I still say Dodgers and six. So I'm gonna I'm say cold. I'm, cold. I'm, I'm gonna say Houston and seven because I lived through the Red Sox in 2013 and I've seen plenty of upsets. The Red Sox in 2004, and I'm gonna say that the, the people of Houston and that that drive is, is so. We've got to go back to why you root for who you root for mm -hmm. if it's not your team mm -hmm. at this point. Because right. I'm rooting for Houston because of the the intensity of the town and the, the timeliness and the need and Altuve. Because he's got always that, a boyfriend factor. You know, I know but I know. It, it would look like that maybe. I should be heading toward the Dodgers because Dave Roberts was like the key. The like if you if you were look at going to a single moment of breaking the curse in Red Sox history, that steal by Dave Roberts is one of those emotional moments. And just that he's the manager and you've got this pitching and it's a beautiful team. And I'm I'm looking forward to watching these games. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. And I got to say, I resent the Dodgers to no end for putting Kershaw in from the frickin' bullpen last year. And that's how the Nationals ended up losing yeah. last year. It had no effect but, on this year. But, so I should be resentful. But the, so okay, so who I'm rooting for and who I'm predicting may be different things. Okay, I got. I still think math doesn't lie. Dodgers and six. I love a game seven. You know, I love a game seven yeah. more than not more than my kid. It's a toss up sometimes. Right. Game sevens are really kind of awesome. My heart may be with Houston. Wait, did you say game sevens? Games seven. There you I'm go. sorry, we got to get go. that grammar right. It's like attorneys in general. It's games seven, and I love them. Right. And I would like it to go seven, but it's not. It's going to go six, and the Dodgers are going to win. Uh, seven with Astros. Yeah, there you go. And because more baseball. Hey, that's all we have for today because, oh my God, World Series game one tonight, and we're so excited. But there's much more that we're going to say, but thanks for listening today. And if you like what you heard, please give us a rating on iTunes.
If you liked what you heard, we sure did, because we had a great time doing it. Check us out on iTunes, leave us a positive review, and maybe you'll hear more. That worries me.